0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara. Before we go into today's episode, just want to remind you about my upcoming virtual retreat, December 4th through 6th, 2020. You can learn all about that at coreymascara.com forward slash retreat. If you're looking to go deeper into these practices and really explore what can happen when you nourish yourself with consistent mindfulness practice, then a retreat is a great way to experience that. You can often accelerate insights, healing, growth through a short dedicated period of time going deep rather than trying to do this over the course of, of years. And so it's a really powerful opportunity. I'd love to have you there. Again, you can learn more at Corymascara.com forward slash retreat. And if you're listening to this after the date, there's most likely another retreat coming up so you could check it out at the same URL. Okay, in today's episode, I'm going to share my secret for following through on important tasks and commitments. More to come on what that is in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to actually follow through on what is most important to you, what you need to do. Now, when it comes to living a good life, cultivating a sense of well-being, growing, it's often not as complicated as we make it out to be. It is complex, but let me tell you why I don't think it's as complicated as we make it out to be. Because a lot of it just begins with, getting clear on the vision we have for ourselves who we want to become even if that's somewhat vague like i just want to be a little happier or i want my business to be making this amount of money or i want to have this kind of job or this kind of relationship and we get somewhat clear on that and then it is reverse engineering what needs to happen to get there so if i want to have this job I would need these sorts of credentials on my resume, which would involve this kind of schooling, which would involve these kinds of grades, etc. You know, we could do that for so many different things. To be in this sort of relationship, I would have to be this kind of person, which would involve this sort of growth, which would involve making improvements in this area, this area, this area. So there can be a lot of things, and there can be a lot of obstacles along the way that get in the way of like the fulfillment of those things. But for the most part, a really solid foundation is just getting clear on where you want to go, reverse engineering, figuring out the steps, and then each day doing those things. It's like putting a brick down, and then another brick, and then another brick, Having the patience, the perseverance to stay with it and eventually something shifts, something grows, you planted new seeds of gratitude, joy, you developed your resume in a certain way, you improved a relationship because you were building all the blocks for better communication. So all of this can happen over time. It's just a matter of giving it some patience and showing up to do the work. And it's the showing up to do the work that we're going to talk about today, because that was the main thing that I found uh, I kept struggling with. I was very good at thinking about the life that I wanted and, and still remain good at that. Just having a, a good imagination, getting excited about something, and then figuring out the steps that would be required to get there, even if they're vague in you know, a general sense. but. I found it hard to follow through on a consistent basis. And this is for a number of different reasons. Often, when starting out with a goal, I would get excited. There would be a lot of motivation there. I didn't really need much willpower, if any, at all. Would just be like, okay, this is what I gotta do. I'm gonna go to the gym. I'm gonna meditate this amount of time each day. I'm gonna read this book. And, you know, that would go well for a few days, sometimes a few weeks. And then slowly, I might lose some of the initial motivation, forget why I'm doing this in the first place. Life sort of comes back in. I I get sidetracked. Or one day I I let myself slide a bit and go, eh, you know, I was going to do a half hour meditation. What if we just did five minutes? And then the next day, oh, I did five minutes the day before. What if, you know, what if we just skip today and see how that goes? And, you know, that's just uh, uh, (laughs) a downward spiral, at least uh, it can be for me. And so I found that I needed something that just kept me on track, that almost forced me to do whatever I needed to do that day, because I knew in the long run this was going to be important. I knew or had a, a pretty good sense that these would be the steps, that if I just did this, something interesting would happen. It was similar to when I went to Burma. There was a good sense that if, if I do this for six months and practice 14 plus hours each day, there's going to be something on the uh, interesting on the other side of that, something special. And so when it, it came to building the life that I really wanted, especially outside of the monastery where there was already a lot of structure built into it and it wasn't so easy to leave, I needed something that were like the the bumpers in the bowling lane, something that just kept me on course. And this is where the personal contract came in. Around seven years ago, as I was caught in this struggle, I said, I am going to write myself a binding contract. Something that when I say I'm going to do something and I write it down into this contract, I give myself a time frame for how long I have to do this, how frequently I'm going to do this, what the parameters are, is it every day, is it every other day? the amount of time I'm going to invest in it. But whatever it is, whatever I delineate, it will have to be fulfilled. But how do you make it binding? Because at the end of the day, you know this isn't a legal thing. It's just a piece of paper that I am writing on and I am signing. So I needed to sanctify it. In addition to outlining what I was going to do, putting my signature on it, I also needed to have a ritual that to me was sacred something that was meaningful to me, an item, a clothing item, or something that I hold and I perform some sort of basic ritual that when I do that, I know that this is serious. We're talking about my word to myself. There's a sanctity to this that if I break it, yes, I can, but I'm compromising something on a very deep level, on a soul level, you could say. And so for me, what that involved was putting on my monk robes from Burma and doing a bowing ceremony where I got aligned in my heart. Like when I put those on, this is serious, and this is solidifying the importance of my word to myself. And so this is what I did seven years ago. Wrote out a contract, put it into a Word document, outlined the things that I wanted to adhere to, outlined the time frames, went through my ritual, and then I signed it. And the contract said, I, Corey Mascara, promised myself a commitment of one week to the task outlined below. I understand this contract is 100% binding and can only be breached in circumstances outweighing the value of my word to myself. I agree that I have reviewed the circumstances that fall within this category, and have undertaken the designated rituals that reinforce the sacrosanct nature of this commitment. And, I have to say, to this day, this is one of the most powerful tools I have to follow through on certain things that are important to me. Because once it goes into that contract, it gets done. It has to get done. The stakes are too high for it not to. Now, in case you're interested in doing something like this, I'll share a couple of learnings that I think are useful. The first is, let's say there's something that you know is meaningful to you, such as a meditation practice. The impulse might be to say, you know, I'm going to commit to one year, two years, or even five years, and I'm going to sign the contract because I know this is important to me. Now... I really appreciate the sincerity from which that intention is coming from. The thing is, it is really, really important to uphold the sanctity of this contract. That is the only thing that gives it power. And so you want to commit to things that you know you can commit to. They might be hard. It might mean sacrificing some other things. But you know it's possible with a one-year, three-year, five-year commitment that's very long-term and you don't know what's going to unfold in your life, what might arise at certain times or how your values might change. You may decide one day, you know what, meditation is not for me. Instead, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to jump up and down for 10 minutes. That's That's my new enlightenment practice. Who knows what will happen? And so if that does happen, you still want the value of your word to hold weight, and you still want this contract to hold weight. And so what I find is committing to one-week periods and reviewing each week what is going to be important for me, what do I want to put on the list this week, allows that commitment to be fresh and attainable. Because if you do go through it and you realize ah, this actually isn't something I want to commit to, well then you have to push through for a few more days because the value of your, your word outweighs maybe you know, a misalignment with this thing or the fatigue that might arise from it or the feeling of boredom or frustration. Right? We hold the value of our word and the sanctity of this commitment on the highest pedestal, but you only have to do it for a few days rather than a year two years, three years, or you have to break the contract and the value of your word weakens. Now let's talk about that, establishing the value of your word. As I said, uh, I found it useful to bring in a particular ritual, but I don't always have my monk robes with me, especially when I'm traveling. And so there are times where just signing the contract holds a certain weight. Uh, and that, for the most part, is good enough to help me adhere to the contract. But there's just another level of adherence, another level of security when I bring in this ritual that is truly meaningful and deep to me. And so you get to play around with this a bit and feel into what is truly meaningful to you. What is something that you would do, a place set where you would sign this, Uh, a person that you would have witness you signing this, that you know sanctifies it. Because if you do find yourself breaking the contract, it most likely means it doesn't hold enough weight in your own mind and in your heart. And Again, as I've said, this is nothing legally binding. The only bind is the commitment that you're making to yourself. Now, if you do break the contract, if you slip, do you have to use that as ground to get caught in a self-berating spiral and never be able to use this again? No. What I would suggest in those moments, and I have had a couple of times where this has happened, is that you find some other ritual that helps reestablish, that recommits you to the importance of this something that requires effort, something that is meaningful, something that might even be time-consuming because you want to not have to just default to this ritual. It's just like, yeah, okay, if, if there is a misstep, then I have to go through this. You know, you use that to reset, and then you just begin again. But it's really important not to think about that in the background, not to rely on that, and to view your signing of the contract as binding. I first did this when I was trying to implement a three hours a day of meditation into my schedule, and I knew that that would just be so difficult to do if I was just trying to squeeze it in, but I knew I, I could make it happen. If I really made that a priority, I, I would just have to be really careful with how I use social media, how I'm using my downtime. Uh, whether I'm hitting the snooze button in the morning or not, I knew I could fit it in, but I, I needed something that just forced me to be precise uh, and to adhere to it. And the contract did that. And there were days where, you know, I got to the end of the day at 9, 10 p.m., and I hadn't meditated for a minute yet because I was traveling and giving presentations. And that contract was there. I signed it and I said, I have to, the last thing I want to do right now is practice. The last thing I want to do right now is practice for 10 minutes, let alone three hours. But I signed this, and I'm going to follow through. And I would practice until midnight, 1 a.m. Some days I had to wake up really early the next day to do the whole presentation thing over again. And I knew that. And I knew that might mean that I'd be sleepy and tired and not even on my game for the presentation. But the sanctity of my word held the most weight in those circumstances. And that's what gives this power. So this might not be something you're interested in. It might feel like it creates a little too much rigidity. And who knows, there might come a time in my life where I let this go. I do go in and out of using it. I use it mostly when I do have a clear sense of uh, things that are important to me. And I know I'm struggling with uh, being consistent with the habits. And this will often be useful for kickstarting that habit or keeping me adhering to certain things that I know are important, like working out each day, uh, meditating I have on here, scheduling my day beforehand, that's always really important. Things that when I commit to, a lot of other positive things arise in my life. And then there are other things that I I don't want to put in here, or I want to just explore in my own time with, with fewer parameters. So take this and use it as you'd like. If you'd like a template, You can find that at coreymascara.com forward slash podcast. I'll upload the one that I use and you can download it. Um, But I do encourage you to make it your own. You know, download it in the document and rewrite the words, rewrite the whole thing, craft it in your own way. That process makes it all the more meaningful. But if you don't want to use it at all and this just doesn't feel for you, please, uh, use that as permission to not do it there are a lot of ways to learn to follow through with what's important to us and and some of that can include letting go of any sense of needing to do something and then just following the moment-to-moment pulse of truth and inspiration as it's moving through us so that's a whole other lens that we can use and explore for getting things done this is just one particular perspective one particular tool that i have felt useful I have found useful in my life for certain things. So, as always, Practicing Human is, is a podcast where we explore lots of different ideas. If you think this might be valuable, give it a shot, try it out, and uh, and see. So again, if you want to download that template, just go to corymascara.com/podcast forward slash podcast. All right, that's it. Thanks a lot for your practice. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and until then, As always, take care.